Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks. My guest today is Bruce Daymark of Daymark's Deli and Market uh, on Three Mile Harbor Road in East Hampton. I first met him, uh, he, I think he looked at me suspiciously at the time when I was in the uh, little grocery store on that site uh, which was about maybe 500 square feet, I think. And his uh, family was running it and he was he stopped in to uh, see what was going on. And here's a newspaper man looking at plans for what he plans to put in that on that market's corner and uh, which is going to be giant and grand. And I don't know what to make of it, but I it was a little awkward, but I backed out and uh, Lo and behold, uh, all of that happened. And I, I wanted to talk to him about it and start with that little deli, which was uh, there when I first moved out here uh, called uh, Daymark's Deli. And it was run by Mary, who I, how are you related to Mary? Uh, she's my grandmother. Her and my uh, grandfather built that in 1949 after the war. They actually bought that property from the Lester, the Round Swamp Lester clan. Albie Lester was in the other day and he was telling me about it. And Margaret Ambrose, who had the bar down the street, my grandmother's sister, also bought that property from, from the Lesters. So that was back in 1949 and they had it for 25 years. During, during that time was when I first met her. I walked in there, I was about 25 years old. And uh, uh, she said, oh, I, you, I was wanting to meet you. She said, you've moved in up the street and uh, you have this little newspaper you've started. And uh, are you, are you uh, what's, what's your story? Are, are you married yet? That was her greeting to me from an owner of a deli. Yeah, she wanted to know everybody's business. <laughs> she knew everybody. Yes, you did. And uh, so, where did uh, how did you grow up and go to school in East Hampton? Yeah, I went over on Panagol Lane, off of Panagol Lane, actually right behind the Snowflake uh, before it was before it was built, Maple Lane there. And uh, but sometimes we'd get off on the uh, bus just to stay at my grandparents there until the, my parents got off of work and they would take us home. And uh, we were we'd stop there like. I don't know, seven, eight, nine, and uh, eat yodels and watch the Three Stooges and uh, help out with a few things there. So yeah, um, been there for a while. Has a long history in our in our mind, my family, my siblings, and everyone. So uh, good thoughts. Tell me about about yourself and if you had always been interested in the deli, or did you have other ideas about what you might be when you grew up? Yeah, I, I've floated around. I, I went to college and uh, 
Virginia, Washington and Lee University in uh, Lexington. Yeah. And uh, then came to East Hampton. And then my sister and brother-in-law lived in Monterey. I went out there for a year. Then I moved down to San Diego and I was going to go to law school. I worked for a law firm for a year as a paralegal and I didn't, I didn't really like that. And then I went to Tokyo and lived there for three years. I oh, was, uh, what was uh, uh, that all about? editing marketing documents um, in-house. They used to do it. Uh, they used to just send, like, long ago in the 70s, the Japanese would send video manuals, and they would have funny English in them when you read them. They, in the 80s, they started doing it in-house, and they would have uh, expats, uh, with American expats and Canadians. And, uh, Why did you it. go to Japan, though? A friend from Washington and Lee was going, and he said, let's go over and do this. And I wasn't doing anything at the time, so I thought I'd try it out. And uh, and I stayed there for three years. I met my wife, Michiko, uh, uh, there at the time, and brought her back. And uh, How long you were there? Two years? Three. Three? Yeah. What was yeah. your impression of Japan? I've only been there for two days, and then I was on to Hong Kong. Oh, I loved it. It's very peaceful place, very civil, uh, you know, no guns, no deaths. Did you think <laughs> so, you might stay? Um, I wasn't sure. I played around with it for a while. And so I, I just, uh, I, no, I, but no, I didn't think I was going to stay. I, I was looking for, I had a couple offers, but then I decided to, I just decided to go home. In a lot of ways, I wish I did stay, but so then my, when I came back, my, my uh, dad had passed away, but my mother was going to just sell the store. And I, you know, I looked at my wife, my wife looked at me and we said, you know, let's give this a go and see what we can do with it. So, so we had the old store for 20 years and we've been in this new one for five. So. What, uh, what, uh, what about your brothers and sisters? How did, were they interested in the store at all, or was it clear from the, the start? You no, were... no, no, they, they really weren't. My sister was there for a, a while managing with my mother, um, oh. and uh, she decided to move on as well. So, so no, they, we all worked there as, as kids. We were, yeah. yeah, she had us behind the counter. I was selling lucky strikes for $40 a pack when I was like seven, eight years old. I could barely see over the counter. Oh. <laughs> so go figure. Uh, I had yeah. a similar experience. My parents uh, had bought White's Pharmacy in Montauk. Right. And, uh, and it uh, was uh, on Main Street at that time, not around the corner in the new building, which uh, we, my dad built. But it was owned by Mr. White and he... Uh, he had uh, sold it to business to my dad, and I worked in in uh, between in the summer. I worked running the uh, that we had a fountain with uh, people oh right building chrome school uh, stools and all that. Sure, sure, wow. And I remember my mother, my mother was saying one time to me uh, when we he, she said when we buy the toothpaste. In the shelves, we get the larger size because the tourists are here, and we, and they would buy the smallest one if they could. So that's why we make a little more money if we buy it to make it have right. the larger ones. Right. Yeah. So a lot goes on in a store like that. Yeah. What, 
we, we had quite a shift in the dem demographics here, as you know, and you could tell me how you saw that. I, I live not far from you. Um, from yeah, no, it's yeah, it's true. When we first took it over, I want to say the first, it seemed to happen, I think George W. Bush was in office. Um, it's around the, that just comes to mind, but uh, and then it was just, yeah, it was just very no Hispanics. So I went to high school, there's just a few kids, of, you know, and uh, and they just started appearing and more and more and more. And uh, then we hired a couple of sisters, they've been with us after 23 years, uh, they're from Ecuador, and uh, and now our whole staff is. Is, uh, is I, I think one of the interesting changes for you must have been the advent of uh, the the hot lunch because right a hot table yeah. never was interested in that we would yeah. do just on the run yeah it's uh, true yeah it got really crowded in there with all the sorts of things you wanted to sell was there any pushback about how many square feet is this? Is your new market there on that site? This is uh, five, five thousand five hundred. Yeah, good, good sized market. Yeah, yeah, and um, no, it was uh, there was pushback with I guess the local people and the uh, Latinos that came for a while. Then it over the years it worked its way out. Uh, then we had a we have to we have a. Have to balance our demographic here. We have like, I would say, sixty uh, percent middle class, uh, working class, excuse me, and and uh, that's made up of about, uh, I guess, half Latino, half half white, um, and we had about so the menu has to kind of fit in there for both of them uh, in our hot table and and what we offer. Um, and then the summer crowd that comes out, we need to offer them some. some yeah, so uh, I re I remember when it first opened, and one of the things about the building itself is that it looks, besides being a grand place, it looks almost as if it was uh, some uh, a building that was built two hundred years ago. It's uh, it's uh, it done in the English style. It doesn't look like a typical market at all no and inside from day one you seem to know exactly what it was you wanted to do because you had these menus that covered all these different groups you could get bagels and locks at one counter you could get pizza you could get you, you could have a hot lunch at another you could you were it was a uh and it still is it seems as if you right off the mark it seemed like you didn't have to make much of a change at all. Tell tell us what your thinking was of going from such a small spot on the map to uh, how you decided you wanted to make it make it focus. Well, as far as the architecture, you know, it was something my wife and I looked at. It's I guess it's taken from Sag, you know, some of the buildings in Sag Harbor with the the windows, the smaller windows going around and cupola at the top and uh i forgot the name of the building in Sag Harbor. as soon as you come to the light there that that in that's right there that's the most we like that as well and so we tried to integrate all that into the design um 
and it was, it's near the water as well. So that we tried to keep that feeling and and play there. Um, yeah, but that uh, the menu speaks to the demographic that I was speaking about, um, and there weren't items like that really available in the Springs area. So we tried to and and um, houses around the water, summer houses, and and it seemed like more people from the city seemed to move out here all, yeah. all, all year. So we wanted to make all that available for them. So, but um, also we had to keep in, we couldn't off, you know, we couldn't charge the types of prices that are in the village for a lot of things because we have a, our, our middle class are, you know, carries us throughout the year and we have to keep it, uh, you know, keep it easy for them as well. So, uh, but healthy food for them. We have acai bowls. Uh, we have the a la carte salad menu. You can pick and choose. And we have uh, uh, all sort of poke bowls, and salmon and uh, uh, and uh, tuna. Um, you know, an array of different sandwiches, uh, and some uh, empanadas, and so. Yeah, it's a, it's a big mix. We try to try to get it all in there and follow what's healthy and what's trendy and uh, all the above. Um, did they? I guess it, it took about a year and a half or two years to go from the deli to. There's a photograph of the deli in the old deli in the new market. Right, and watercolor. We had that done. Didn't want did to you ever think it might not happen that the town wouldn't let you do it? The town was actually pretty good about it, you know, um, honestly. Uh, it was the contractor that we had. It was, it was, and subs, they bid on everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll knock it out for you. And then they didn't, they didn't want to drive out here. They did not want to, then they, they wanted, they were like, yeah, they bid on it. And then they wouldn't, nobody wanted to come out here in the, in the summer and, and they just dragged their feet. And uh, so that was rough. But uh, we got through it finally, and we're happy. We're happy it came to fruition. Yeah, there was a time where, like, my goodness, is this ever going to happen? And uh, finally, it did. So we're happy about that. Um, I, uh, do you have tell me, Do you have any future plans of and to change anything at the at the store? No, no. We're going to keep things as is. We, you know, I, I think. Um, you know, we tried to add some more healthy products on the shelves, uh, and we sort of, you know, people come in and they're like, Hey, can you get such and such? And we look and we, we get it. And so really the customers have sort of led us into types of products that, that we sell there and, uh, you know, happy to be flexible and, and if we can get something that someone wants. Uh, we try and do that, and if we can't, we can't. But uh, so we, we've been sort of growing and changing and, and, and evolving in that in that way. Are, are you happy about uh, what what you've accomplished? And I guess you were there almost every day when you were. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. We're indentured servants, so it's rough. But uh, have you yeah, been, I, have you been back to Japan? No, we need to go. Uh, Michiko, my wife needs to get back and, and see her family. And that's been, yeah. she hasn't been back in like 20 years. 
actually. So we got to get back. We we keep in touch by Skype and and telephone, but we've got to got to get back there. And I, I hope that'll happen maybe this winter. So we'll see what happens. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, uh, it's uh, wonderful. Do, do you remember when I first showed up there? Yes, yes, I, I do. The white hat, you know, gave it away. Uh, well, actually, I, I I wasn't sure. And I, I was sort of about the white hat, actually. I didn't know about you as well, I suppose. And then uh, I asked, Who's that? Who's that gentleman in the white hat there? And then I got, I got, and I understood. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Good Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. I'll stop in. Bye Thanks, Dan. Please do. Bye.